Podcast. The Profile. You're listening to Premier Christian Radio. Hello and welcome to The Profile here on Premier Christian Radio with me, John Pantry. The Profile is brought to you in association with the UK's leading Christian magazine, Premier Christianity magazine. If you would like a free sample copy of the latest issue, visit premierchristianity.com slash free sample. Today on The Profile, I'm talking to the Reverend Basil Mead. Basil has been at the heart of gospel music in Britain for some 35 years. As the founder and leader of the London Community Gospel Choir, he's been an influence of corporate singing on our TV and radio stations. Well, I sat down with him to talk about his early life in the Caribbean and in London and how the famous choir was formed. My guest today is a man of seeming boundless energy and talent, and uh, most people would know him because of his role as the leader of the London Community Gospel Choir. Uh, They've appeared on countless TV shows, concerts around the world, performed on albums with many celebrated artists. Uh, He is, of course, Basil Mead, MBE, and he joins me live here in the studio. Morning to you, Basil. Morning, John. Pleasure to be sat here looking at your fine figure, (laughs) looking so healthy and well presented. Oh, bless you. Bless you. Just back from Lithuania. With the choir, I yes, we had a fabulous time. We we performed there on Sunday. Flew back very late Monday night, and um, we were with a young artist called Monica. Because get the name right, Linkite. Okay, uh, was in she was involved representing Lithuania in the Eurovision Song Contest. All right, beautiful voice. She actually studies her music here, and and is friendly with one of my choir members, and so she's. Being hearing about the choir and and she wanted the choir with her. I think her biggest show in up to date in in her home her, her home country. So she wanted the choir with her. We had a fabulous time. It sounds amazing. It sounds mm. amazing. I want to talk more about the choir, of course, and of course uh, about your musical career. But I'd like to take you right back to family. I don't know much about your upbringing. Tell me a little bit about your family, where you grew up, what sort of influence did they have? 
I am from Montserrat. Uh, not many people pronounce it correctly. It's Montserrat. Um, came, left there many years ago. I was there with my father, my brother. Mother, mother had arrived maybe 1955 or 56. So I was about three years old at the time um, when she left left me there, left us, my brother and I. And um, so I uh, grew up with, with dad who did absolutely everything. He ironed, he washed, worked the fields, went to see the fish and um, whatever he did, we had animals. So I looked after animals. Impressive. Uh, I went to the fields to work the fields with him as well. By the, the, the time I was age nine, when I came to England, I, I knew a lot about farming and how to survive. <laughs> okay, brothers and sisters? Brother, yes, um, I have brothers and sisters. I had f- three sisters, right. uh, f- three brothers, um, but we all dispersed because uh, mom and dad were together and, and they, they had separate families as well right. when they separated. Uh, uh, what, what are your earliest memories of music? What, what are the influences that you remember back as far as you can uh, remember? It's, it's making instruments. As, as a child, we, we were, we were, I was a country boy. So I, I, I grew up and whatever toys you had to play with, you made them. You made them from the raw materials around you, sometimes from the, the fruits that we picked off the trees or um, like we're playing cricket. Right. We made cricket bat out of the coconut stem, the, the, the coconut leaf. Okay. We would get a, a cutlass and we'd chop that into a bat shape and we'd use lime or lemons, lime, okay. as our balls or young breadfruits <laughs> as Get our balls. Those two hard yeah. and then <laughs> <laughs> So we, were, we had to be very, very creative in, um, uh, you know, finding things to play with and to keep us uh, uh, occupied and there, right. there are many other examples of children being creative when you don't have the money to go and purchase things that are already made in the shops for you you're creative sure. um, and i think maybe children today are missing out on some of that and your first memories of of england uh, they must have been what gray cold freezing freezing absolutely <laughs> very cold uh, came in february oh my goodness um and one of the wind rush generation okay 1961 okay um i came dressed as as if i was still in Montserrat. oh my goodness so you can imagine in, in yeah, february yeah. i was seeing a white person for the very first time close up uh i saw many of them at southampton where where we we, we landed uh trains for the first time mm-hmm. uh cars of the different shapes and sizes I'd never seen in my life and all the steam coming out of the, of course, the gray, um, what do you call it? Uh, the, the, the color of the sky, oh, the, right. the whole atmosphere and, and most of all, which I remember was the freezing cold, which mm. I'd never encountered. So you went from that, that idyllic farming life and uh, playing cricket with lemons uh, to a cold England. Yeah, uh, yes. Where, where did you settle and what did you do? I, uh, straight to Hackney, Lower Clapton in Hackney. That, that, that's where I, I came to. I, uh, I, as uh, was written in my my biography, the the book. I my mother arrived quite late to collect me. So by the time she did arrive, Southampton, 
all of the people who came on the boat with me had left. Oh my goodness. And so uh, they had to take me to lost property where I, I <laughs> no. that's where she found me. <laughs> that's quite a story. <laughs> and um, she fortunately, she brought a, a large coat, which they just threw over me and, and took me to the waiting car. We made our way to Hackney where I, I uh, did all my schooling from there, went to primary school. I still remember Millfields Primary School. It's about a 10 minute walk from where I lived. Right. And uh, my secondary school, I had moved by then, but stayed in Hackney. I grew up in, in, in Hackney to Brookhouse Secondary School in, in uh, Lower Clapton. And music lessons? No, what was that? Um, okay, so, so a self-taught musician. It's all, uh, all self-taught. Um, I wasn't really interested in playing music uh, seriously when I was in school because um, what I was introduced to in school was classical music, and it was very abstract. The teacher who taught us, um, his preference was <coughs> wasn't beautiful music that uh, left you with a melody to remember. It was more of the... The the just the single note from instruments, you know, the, it it was just um, uh, an off-putting cacophony of of sounds that right. we as children and um, the whole class really couldn't relate to it. I remember there was those lessons being very disruptive because no one actually related to what they were uh, hearing, and this was the, the teacher's preference. All of my um, main influences came from church because right. I had to go to Sunday school and church services with mom and the rest of the family. Uh, so every Sunday I was in church and that's where I began to get interested in uh, playing the guitar. And my interest in soul music developed from there. I was listening to Aretha Franklin, who is well, he's not very well at the moment. She, sure. oh, oh my goodness, was my most um, loved female vocalist, still is. I think she's quite amazing. Um, the, a lot of the old soul groups, the uh, James Brown, The Temptations, and Sam Cooke, who was a gospel singer and, and moved mm -hmm. over into secular music. So these people, I began hearing their music via the, ra the radio. I but bet you had a great record collection, didn't you? Did you collect records? So, sorry, collect? I... Collect I I still have a, a couple of piles of vinyl. Do you? Still a couple of piles right. of vinyl, and they are very precious. I, I mean, right. I hardly take them out, but I've been threatening to, I, I think I've still got a turn a, a turntable at home, so yeah. take them out and, and, and put them on. I mean, they have a lot of character. Well, you, it's all come back, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, people, people, still, people are buying. And their shops selling them. They're, they're, yeah. they're, their shops selling them. It's a, a quite a unique sound. You, you, you hear music in a different different way when you listen to the vinyl. Mm, mm. All the imperfections, but I, I think people are not worried too much about that when they hear the heart of the artist. And that's what I learned from playing music in church. It's at times we aim for perfection when playing music, but at times that's, that should not be the most important thing. It's the heart through which you play your music, you make yes. the music, you feel what you play, and that's the most important thing for and, me. And, and congregations and audiences sense that, don't they, from yeah. the performer? Yeah, it's, it's a human thing. Yeah. And and I I think we're, we're, we're extracting that out of today's music quite a lot, because everybody wants to be faultless or flawless mm. in their look and the sounds of the music, the way they sing, the way they play the instruments, and so we're depending a lot more maybe on the machines yeah, yeah. to achieve that perfection. But is that 
really uh, uh, reaching the people, the hearts of the people, the emotions? I'm not so sure. Good question. Good question. And and you you went to church. You said, and that was where a lot of your musical influences uh, came from as well. Um, did that instill in you the faith that caused you to become a minister eventually? Yeah. The 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 introduction of of uh, playing Christian music or in, in, being introduced to playing Christian music. Uh, made me realize that my gifting is was not something that I, I created, but it was as a result of my heart being open to the influences of the Spirit, God. And that enabled me to own it and identify with it and not, not be embarrassed about it, but uh, acknowledge that this is the source source of this inspiration of this talent that I have. It's not mm. something because I'm clever. It's not necessarily because I, I you know I'm able to remember things, but it's, I believe it's a God given gift. And I I learned that because I discovered that at the point when I I um, received or accepted f- uh, faith as the way I should live, faith in God as the way I should live, right. and that right. has been the 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 foundation of my life, the the source of everything I do. Again, I'm not a perfect person. And, um, Who yeah. is? <laughs> you know, that, that, that is the truth. That, uh, yeah. Sometimes we, we, we as, as believers, can um, want to put ourselves on a platform that, mm. uh, you know, make uh, uh, other people feel they, they must aim to be like us. I don't want that at all because yeah. I'm not perfect. Yeah. It's more, um, uh, more beneficial to those that we, we exchange conversation with we share conversation with that aim to be like god we have the bible as our guide let that be our guide well indeed now you 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 clearly have um, a great musical gift uh, although you weren't trained uh, and and theology you you seem to have a real grasp and understanding of, of faith and theology were you trained theologically? I was, me- I was mentored by a, a woman I, I love dearly up to this day, Olive, Dr. Olive Paris, okay. Mom Paris, okay. uh, as we, we knew her. She, she founded the Latter Rain Outpouring Revival Church, and those who know me will know, without a doubt, she is the one who more or less uh, saved my life because I went through a period in my uh, early teenage years where I was pretty lost and not really knowing where I wanted to slot myself, what I wanted to do. I left school at 15. Um, Home wasn't very, um, it wasn't a good environment for me at the time. My mother had uh, married a a man who, my stepfather, who was not uh, very pleasant to her, wasn't pleasant to the family. And uh, I, as the, the oldest young male in the house uh, just got fed up with it one day I suppose and challenged him and we got into a bit of a fight and um, he, he he tried to crack my skull with a hammer he came at me with a with, with a hammer oh my goodness I, I still remember the, the scene the wrestling I with him in, in the toilet in the the, 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 the toilet in the house um, I was pretty strong at the time I was able to push him off and, and get yeah. away f- from him and um, uh, that encouraged me to leave right right i got took a um invitation by this gentleman who was um uh, promised that he had opportunities in germany okay 
uh, to sell encyclopedias. I had no idea. <laughs> Would you believe <laughs> that? Right. And it's probably yes. a common thing back in the day. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I remember encyclopedia salesmen coming to our door. There you go. Years ago, it was a pretty popular. I lived thing in Wembley at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was in uh, Leicester Square. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I had nothing. I was in. I was not employed at the time, so went down to Leicester Square to hang out and met with these other guys. And this fellow was. Uh, inviting people to come and to listen to, um, to what he had to say. And a right. few of us went and uh, enticed us to come to Germany. So following day, I was back down in Leicester Square with my little uh, bag of clothes and uh, what savings I had going to uh, Mannheim in Germany. I remember that. Right. Um, what happened? Apparently to sell encyclopedias to American service people. Okay. Um, needless to say, after two weeks... Having not seen a single uh, American service person or a single book, um, we were sleeping on floors. We were spending our money to to eat and to get around. I decided, well, nothing's happening here. So I sneaked out early one morning and made my way to the local train station and bought a ticket and rode the train all the way back to the, wow. the coast. So what was behind all that? I think it, it, I don't know, it, it's a bit of a con man. Yeah. And uh, I think he was trying to set the business up, but he didn't, didn't um, set it up in the way that he right. he, he said when he introduced it to us. He, he made us believe it was all structured, everything was organized, and you'll be going straight on to these bases selling books. You'll make a lot of money, no time at all. You'd be, <laughs> you know, the usual thing. Yeah, I'm being very yeah. impressionable yeah. As, a, as a young uh, young lad. Uh, yeah, there were about four or five of us. Right, a great, a great lesson to learn. What did you do for a job when you got back to the UK? I, I came back, um, I was... Uh, I was sent to the, I forgot what they called them back then. It was an organization who, who helped young people who didn't know what they wanted to do okay. to, to find a careers advisor sort of thing. Okay. I can't remember the yeah. exact title. And I went to them and they sent me to this um, a, a Jewish, an ex-sergeant in the police army. <laughs> um, uh, he ran a, a business uh, doing uh, armature winding, repairing electric motors, okay, transformers, yeah. uh, provide, uh, pre re prepared the motors for your, your Dodgem cars and the fairgrounds. Oh, yeah. So every now and every once a year, all these uh, people run the fairgrounds would come to the the shop and we get these motors, Dodgem. I've never seen motors like them, but it was a very fascinating job. And I learned that job. I served an apprenticeship, didn't actually go to any college, but I right. learned from him. He, yeah. very hands-on, an amazing man. He did all the calculations for well, making transformers in his head, all the iron and everything. He designed it just all on a piece of paper. Right. And so I learned that trade and I became yeah, quite efficient at it. In there, I was uh, working for myself after a while. Um, a, f a friend left and started um, the similar business in a, a big electrical firm who didn't have any uh, motor rewinding facility in the place, and they invited me to come and join him where we could earn more money. And, and I did that, and a few of us did. So I right. was earning decent money being a, right. an armature winder. So that's what I did. From a would be encyclopedia salesman to an yes. armature winder. <laughs> <laughs> and then you and a few friends got a group together. Now, there's probably something that happened before that. You were probably involved in music before that or in churches before that? At, uh, at that time, the latter rain pouring revival, Olive Paris, my, my mentor, my mother, adopted mother, she um, 
she started her own church. She was an evangelist in the New Testament Church of God. Okay. And she, she started, left the New Testament Church of God, started her own independent church. And so I became the, the musical and, and story. She uh, started a church and there were young people, I mean, families came together. People were loyal to her. So we started meeting in her living room, as we do uh, in, in our community. And um, before long, outgrew the living room. We... She hired a, a hall, a, a British Legion hall, I remember, in, in Walthamstow, started having service there. So she came to me and said, well, Basil, we've got many young people in the church. We need to have a choir. We need to have a singing group. <laughs> Here was a stack of vinyl records. Listen to this music oh and goodness. start teaching the songs there. Right. She had, by this time, shown me how to, she started me playing keyboards. Oh, right. I went to visit her one evening and uh, she was on the piano playing hymns and she said, come and sit down, Baz. I said, but I can't play. She said, no, come and I'll show you. And she showed me my first key, which is C sharp, and that's still my favorite C key. C sharp? C sharp. That's not an easy key to no, play in that's basketball. A, that's where I learned. <laughs> First key I learned to play in. Wow. By the time I left that evening, I was accompanying her. Wow. And her first meeting, her public meeting, uh, evangelistic outreach in London was in Finsbury Park. Remember that? I was playing within three weeks, playing in public. My goodness. And that's how I started. What a gift God's given you. And and, and that's, I've not looked back. She gave me, after that, gave me this stack of vinyl records and included people like the Caravan, Shirley Caesar, James Cleveland, all of the stalwarts of gospel music, Aretha Franklin. Listen to this music and start teaching the young people. These right. songs. And that's that's where my whole choir right. journey began. Right, and you began to find that you felt very comfortable doing this. Yes. So, along with a couple of friends, you you began the London Community Gospel Choir. Yes, there was uh, uh, for a one-off concert. For one, people like Bishop John Francis was there. We, oh, right. We're having the discussions about, and it, the idea was, was really about having a celebration of London that combined and brought all the different choirs together. He led his choir. There was Bishop Delroy Powell now, and I had the young Lawrence Johnson who was like the, right. the junior choir leader in, in a, we, all, we attended the same church. And so we... we came together and uh, amongst us we knew Lawrence knew quite a few different other singers from different churches so we we actually met majority of the the non um, uh, the Lateran singers because the, the singers from my local church were the core members of LCGC okay. so we reached out and invited people and um, a very important point is that a lot of the many of these singers who were the original LCGC people were apostolic churches, uh, the apostolic churches and they call the Trinitarian churches very rarely worshipped together back in those days. So good thing that they were able to be together in the choir. Yeah. We were able to do that. Yeah. And we discussed the differences in doctrine. Uh, there were some churches who didn't allow you to straighten hair wear any kind of majority of the churches wouldn't allow women to wear any form of makeup any jewelry you had to wear a hat in service must not wear trousers so for all those right. things that's now changed it's right. all it's yeah. all yeah. um changed these days so we we went on a gospel cruise we had a gospel cruise between uh, was it Harwich, one of those uh, Essex ports? Oh, well, Harwich goes to the Hook of Holland, doesn't it, very often? Uh, one of the other, and um, we went to Gothenburg. Um, that'd be Tilbury, would it, to Gothenburg? Could, could, or, 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 yeah, anyway. It's one of those. Yeah. yeah. And um, 
uh, my, my friend who's no longer with us, Ralph Weeks, he organizes his gospel cruise between UK Fantastic. Just went there for 24 hours, but on while we're traveling the, yeah. the North Sioux, we had concerts. Wow. And, and that be, can be a rough crossing. It was I've a very done rough that crossing. once and I it was went very green in the face. <laughs> <laughs> One of the, the return trips, I spent the whole journey in bed, oh. losing breakfast yes. and lunch and yes. everything. Say no more. <laughs> Say no more. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Now, yeah. do people have to audition for this choir? I mean, how do you, you, you know, it's known for being such a great quality these days. Yeah. What was it like in the early days? Um, I think the, the, we had auditions, and uh, they probably weren't as stringent then as they are now. Right. Uh, we want to stuff. Um, so we, our membership, I think really back, it, it was more about in, in, in trying to include as many young people as possible. And I think my one of my main purposes behind what we were uh, aiming to do was to help to raise the standard of music in our churches. Right. Because I began to hear music from America, like the, the Edwin Hawkins um, choir, the Love Center choirs, the, the John P. Key music, the James Cleveland Southern mm. Color. And when you listen to that music on radio, we were just yeah. absolutely well, blown away by it. The choral tradition in American schools is much higher than it is here, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it was practically non-existent here. Yeah. So it, children were learning to sing from very young. And so by the time they... Uh, they got to their the mid to late teens. They were amazing singers. And, um, you know, into the adult choirs, they were making wonderful music that we all felt very passionate about and longed to have it here in our own churches. Mm. Here, listen to it on radio. I mean, uh, about not long after that time, Capital Radio had uh, a gospel show. I remember the, the, the American DJ called Al Matthews. He was an actor. Okay. And he used to be on Capital Radio late Sunday evening. So people would rush home from church to put on put the on radio that. to hear, um, I can't remember the, the, the title of it. I remember Al because we, right. we, we used to have good contact. Right. We used to play gospel music. And so that inspired, excited us. This is the standard, yes. the level we should be aiming for. Yes. Well, that brings us to the end of part one. Do stay with me to hear more about London Community Gospel Choir, Basil Mead's recent MBE, and that conversation with a member of the royal family. Good news. We've slashed the cost of subscribing to the UK's leading Christian magazine. Now you can read news from a Christian perspective and interviews with fascinating leaders for half the normal price. That's 12 issues of Premier Christianity magazine for less than £20. Plus, take out a subscription by the 14th of September and we'll enter you into a prize draw to win £200 worth of new Christian books. There's never been a better time to subscribe. Go to premierchristianity.com forward slash subscribe. The Profile You're listening to Premier Christian Radio. Welcome back to The Profile here on Premier Christian Radio with me, John Pantry. The Profile is brought to you in association with the UK's leading Christian magazine, Premier Christianity magazine. If you would like a free sample copy of the latest issue, visit premierchristianity.com slash free sample. Well, we'll continue our conversation with the Reverend Basil Mead talking about the history of the London Community Gospel Choir.
35 years later, 13 albums, is it? 14 albums? About 30, yeah. 30. We're currently recording an album at the moment. We're wow. halfway through it. Uh, it. It just takes so long. It's frustrating for me. <laughs> I like to get out there. That's why I, I much prefer the live performances where you get on stage, Yeah. you have your 45 minutes or 90 minutes to do what you've come to do, and it's done. Special moment. You've captured that moment. You move on to the next one. Yeah. With an album that we've been doing, this, I know, for maybe a year. <laughs> we yeah, I spent a lot of time in studios myself and, and a lot of coffee, a lot of late night yes, sessions, exactly. a lot of disagreements yeah. about what should go in and what shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Hard work. And the decisions, uh, yeah. um, uh, I am not in control. And from, at times, that's the worst thing for me because I, I like to feel that I'm in control of my own life. Yeah. But it's a team effort. And it's much as, um, I mean, my, my skills are still limited. I'm, I'm a musician, but you've got people who can produce, they can play different styles. And, uh, you know, to make an, an album of real quality and variety that the uh, public will listen to and enjoy, it's, it must have something fresh about yeah, it. So yeah. you've got to have different And as ideas. you say, you need a team with all sorts of different gifts yeah, and talents it, to make yeah, that happen. Yeah. You, you say... <laughs> Uh, that that um, you, you're just a musician, but I mean you're a pastor, uh, and when you have a choir like LCGC, well, when you have any group of people, we all bring our own histories, we bring yeah. our weaknesses, oh. our strengths, our family histories, our problems. Um, you must have had to deal pastorally with so. I'm, I'm not asking you to tell me about what you dealt with, but it must have been wearing at times to have to oh, deal it, with those things. It doesn't stop. It it, it doesn't stop. I, and I I have to say to people, well. I I am I have the title Reverend Basil Mead. I, I'm, I'm also a musician. I'm a grandfather, uh, father, grandfather. I have nine grandchildren, and um, so you never lose. You never get a break from 
ad- giving advice, nurturing, mm. uh, helping people to work through their own personal issues. Um, uh, like you said, there are all kinds of uh, human issues that, that, that are involved. And because we're a Christian group doesn't mean we're exempt from any of the issues, life's sure. issues. So sure. in order to keep the group together and keep the group focused, keep the group um, Christian, and not giving up on on their faith, not giving up on the desire to minister. Um, I have to be available. You have to be an example as well, and don't you? Be, uh, you you mustn't be seen to be doing anything that you. <laughs> others who look up yeah. to you, that's yeah. that's not easy either. And it's to d- dispel the, the the thought that I don't have challenges. Mm. Yeah. Because people can, because yeah. I, I seem to be constantly doing what I do, and I don't ever seem to waver. I tell them, "Well, don't you, don't you believe that?" Mm. It's just that I'm going, not going to be playing it out in front of everyone. I have to sure, deal with sure. my challenges, my issues, yeah. just like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. But I also have to make myself. When a member come to me and say, "Well, I, you know, my relationship with my partner, my husband is not working right, and uh, sometimes I don't feel I can sing and yeah. so forth," in order to it, it's not just about the 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 person, but the the person's uh, uh, challenges. But I've got to think in a much wider circle. We, uh, and I know the heart of the person there will, will want to be ministering, part of the ministry. It's what their life is about. Mm. They might attend church, but they I mean, m- many of my members say, "Well, I'm in church regularly, <laughs> but I'm doing the same thing week in week out." Mm. With the choir, I get an opportunity to travel, I get them opportunity to minister to people who, who are not believers, people who need to hear about the love of God. And I love that. That's giving purpose to my, my life and make, make me feel that my Christian faith is active as opposed to just going in circles. Uh, and so I need to think about this. And, and uh, I am not a choir, I'm an individual. Yeah, yeah. So, so I have to make sure I um, service not only the musical, the creative side of these people, but the spiritual side, and I've got to keep that. In you've focus you've had an well. amazing opportunity to to uh, to minister, if that's possible, to to some of the best artists on the planet. People like Madonna, Emil Sande, yeah. so so many different people. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I lose track of them. I mean, tell us about some of those experiences. That's what keeps me excited, uh, John. Um, the, uh, most of these artists uh, recognize the fact that the talent, the opportunity they have, and they, they'll tell me, they'll, they'll say, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful for this opportunity, the life I have, mm. and I'm doing something that, that I love. And um, they will say, I thank God for it. Right. Uh, they might not come out and say, the, you know, that they're a devout Christian or whatever, but deep in their hearts, they will express that. Right. gratitude right. that their lifestyle and the ability to make music and have people uh, c- want to see and listen to them give uh, listen to music that they that create they give god thanks for it mm. um i mean i, I share a, a story all the time which always stays with me it is being at wembley stadium one year for the very controversial um when aids broke and okay. they did the very first concert there okay you got uh, George Michael, Freddie Mercury, Elton John, you know, the whole host. And uh, I'd been asked to, to bring LCGC to sing. And of course, it was a big decision. Mm. Um, I had to look deep in my heart and um, say, well, you know, we, we, we're not here just to be like everybody else. I think we, we need to be a witness. And uh, we checked the songs that they asked us to sing, uh, make sure they there was not, not nothing that was going to put us into uh, difficulty when singing the lyrics. So yeah. 
I accepted. And uh, we're having our devotion in the green room. There must be about 60 of us. Right. And so it was a big circle. And we started singing. And the door was, was open. And these long-haired, funny-dressed guys walked in <laughs> with all the metal on them. Right. And they broke the link because we, we link hands. They didn't okay. ask. They came in and they broke the link. Join in. And they joined us. Wow. What a moment. For the, uh, absolutely. Wow. Uh, you don't forget moments like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't have to, we didn't need to preach or anything. Right, right. And afterwards they said, this is the first time we have ever taken time to look at ourselves as right. artists. Right, And you guys have showed us that we should be grateful to God for yeah. what we do and what this wow. opportunity we have. We yeah. sang and we prayed for them and they, we all prayed together and they went and did their thing, went and did brilliant, our thing. Brilliant, brilliant. Sowed the seed yeah. and yeah. left it there. And that happens quite often when we're on stage. That's why I, I just love being where LCGC yeah. Ministers. This is the evangelism of the whole group as well, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. Do you do you believe in destiny? Do you believe that this is what God has placed you on the planet for? I believe that 200%. <laughs> I'm a country boy. Who would have thought, looking at my where I was born, my lifestyle, the, mm. um, my environment, my journey. I came, I traveled to England on my own. I was nine. Right. I didn't have an adult who was yeah. supervising me. My dad just asked a couple, uh, two guys who were from my, my village, keep an eye on my boy for me. Right. I was three weeks at sea. I'd never been on a boat. Ne that must have been lonely as well. <laughs> it was, it, you know, I, I can't dis describe the feeling. Everything was different. The smell of food I had never eaten before. Right, right. Eating food I had never eaten. And, and uh, the whole place, the smell, the, the, the people. And then going through that and then landing at Southampton. You know, it's another planet. It, it, it's, it's a journey. It's an epic journey for me. So when I look at all of these steps that my life has taken... It, I have to say it was designed. Yeah, there's somebody with a sense of humor with as well that uh, <laughs> put me through all of that to arrive at where I am. But when I discovered definitely, and my heart grabbed hold of this ability to play music, which I had no idea, and it stayed with me. When mm -hmm. I heard something uh, being played, and I sat in the piano, you I could, could just follow. do it. What a gift! And and that's that. That's where I've said I walked out on that job as an amateur winder, having just got married, started a family, bought my first home, and so I had all those responsibilities. I walked out on that job without knowing where I was going to get another penny from to look after my family and take care of all those bills. And and that was the job at the factory, was it? The, yes. The, yeah. So so yes. you were doing yes. well there. And and what did you do immediately? Start doing concerts? Or? Yeah, started trying to negotiate uh, and f yeah, come to some agreement with with people. At that time, LCGC was getting some interest from the wider industry right. because we've we've done our TV performance by that time. Okay, and so people knew of us. Yeah. Uh, John Francis's choir, the inspirational choir, they were called a much longer name back then, but they were discovered by or seen by um, Madness okay. on the the, one, the the TV show, one of the TV shows as well. So gospel music kind of exploded onto the scene here visually, um, and uh, you know the 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 inquiries that were coming from some of the the local pop artists, uh, one of the very early ones was Sir Sir George Martin. 
All right. Uh, with Poom Poom McCartney, yes. give my regards to Broad Street album. We, right. we sang on that. Brilliant. Uh, Nick Kershaw. Yes. I mean, going back, there was the artist around that time who wanted to hear this sound that was here in the UK on their music. And that started. So I had to learn, having had no experience of learning how to negotiate, because we'd never been paid right. prior to that. <laughs> so, you know, really realizing that the only way that uh, I could continue do that, doing this was that there was a business element to it. Yeah. So my before long, one of my bedrooms at home became office. Right. And so I had to learn fast. Made many mistakes, negotiating, dis, uh, uh, negotiating what payment I should accept for the studio sessions mm. and everything else. Mm. So um, yeah, there was many mistakes along the way. But you've been hugely influential on on other choirs and British music since, haven't you? In all kinds of ways. I mean, today there are so many gospel choirs around um you even have these gospel choir competitions on tv don't yeah, you yeah it is beautiful what it, what what has happened and the amazing thing is it's not just the black community in fact i think at this moment there's more excitement in the 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 non-black community right for the music the amount of community choirs out there. yes yes it's amazing you know it's it, and it's, it's bringing people together the fellowship the the friendships that's coming coming out of these choirs uh sense of purpose doing something that is making life better for other people i think that's the focus of a lot of the community choirs so yeah. it's 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 very inspiring to to look at it what's yeah. happening and uh, I long may continue yeah and you're playing a part in that uh, recently patron of the UK choir festival I understand is that right yeah one of uh, I became patron of three choirs within the last 12 months oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> you got your work this cut out there it's all for one up in uh, Hull okay Helen Garnett runs she runs about five five choirs up there amazing woman wow amazing woman she has three daughters so they sing together absolutely beautiful when families sing together there's mm. a blend that comes from them uh being up there and spent some time with helena and her her girls and her choirs and we actually did a joint workshop leader joint workshop in venice uh, last year um then you've got the uk choir festival and then we've got the teachers rock choir Oh, right. Down in Devon. Yeah, lots uh, of rock choirs around these days. The yeah. maddest lot of people, but amazing. <laughs> All teachers. Right. And as a result, they've started the children's uh, choir as well. Right. Uh, they recorded an album. I mean, just the energy and the passion for singing choir music, singing gospel music mm -hmm. is, is enough to... Uh, inspire me to 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 keep going. So well, they've asked it, me it, to be patron. Well, and it has inspired a lot of others as well because you've recently been awarded an MBE. Congratulations mm. on that. When Thank you, you. When you got the letter, what did it feel like? Did you did had you any inkling before that? I didn't. I had no idea. Right. And funny thing is, I I received this letter uh, one morning in November, mm -hmm. and uh, I I opened it and I think I saw like uh, a government address on it, and I said, "Ooh." Have I well, not paid enough tax? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so I, I I carefully opened it and I I uh, started to read the letter and it, it said, "Well, we're we're we pleased to uh, let you know, announce something to that effect that you ha you have been awarded an MBE for your services to uh, the music industry, more specifically gospel music." So I, it. it didn't really sink in that much. Right. So I, I 
put the letter in my bag and I went and walked into the off my office and uh, as I, I walked in, I said, oh, I got a letter this morning to my, my uh, two workers in the office. I said, I got a letter from the, the home office this morning. Um, something to do with uh, MBE. And immediately, a massive grin on their faces. Oh, the body language changed. Okay. They say, oh my God, we've been sitting on this since May. Oh, so had had they written and asked? They, they had been talking with, <laughs> the home, I think, the home office uh, since May. He said, you know how hard we, we have struggled to keep this a, a, a secret, to keep this away from you? Right. I said, so you've known about this since May? They said, yes. <laughs> and great, and great. so I read it and then I kind of caught hold of what what what, what yeah. it was all about yeah. you know being uh, awarded this or recognized for my work well many congratulations when you went to the palace who, who gave you it who pinned the award on you it's william william yes um did he say anything he we, we, we did uh, i i took my my children with uh, with me um and uh there were 75 of us who received on that day okay uh, i was number 68 so right at the oh. <laughs> Every year, yeah. <laughs> fifteen at a time went in right. to uh, to be presented. So um, you're told what what to do. You you bow and and uh, walk through. You take a few steps forward. He'll come towards you, and uh, he said to me, um, "You're the gospel man, aren't you?" So I said yes, and um, he said yes. It's amazing. Th thank you very much for your contribution. What you've been doing for so many years, and um, did you see the? The wedding. Right. Uh, we talked about the wedding. I said, yes, Karen. We talked about it. I said, they're all my, they're all friends of mine. I, I, I know Karen very well and so right. forth. And we started about music. And my my, uh, my children said to me, Dad, what were you talking about to William? I said, what do you mean? He said, well, his body language changed. He just seemed to chill when you. It was quite formal with all the other people he presented. Right, but when you, when you guys started talking, he just seemed to relax. And yeah, we were, we, we were just talking about ourselves. We wanted to know what the conversation was about. It said right. it, was, it was about music, right. gospel music, which was uh, which was um, yeah fascinating. We we have performed for I think most of the royal family at some point. Uh, right. So it was it was lovely to uh, to be there. I, yeah. I think it would have been very difficult for his grandmother to, because he was standing for about two hours. Wow! So yeah. it would have been too yeah, much for that's, her. that's that's a long time. Yeah, it's a very long time. But well, it was a lovely day. It's, really. it's brilliant. Does it give you any particular privileges? Can you drive sheep over Westminster <laughs> Bridge or something like that? Something, I, I haven't uh, checked all of those <laughs> <laughs> privileges out just yet. That, I think I you get know. a seat in, in the cathedral, don't you, or something like that? I don't know. Do I, I, I'm I, not quite sure. I mean, uh, you're putting ideas in my head okay. now. Okay. So <laughs> you must investigate. <laughs> I'll do some research. <laughs> what, what's next? What's next? I mean, you, you've, you've led such a full life already. You still seem to be full of energy and enthusiasm. Um, as you say, you know, on the on the board and, and patron of a number of other choirs, as well as doing stuff with LCGC. I'm traveling so much more. I, I think between now and December, I have nine trips into Europe. My goodness. Running workshops, teaching mm. gospel, choirs okay. in Italy, Sweden, you name it, Spain. It's back and forward. Um, choirs want me to come and, and share gospel music with them. Right. Um, and that's keeping me very busy, as well as the stuff I'm doing with LCGC. So um, yeah, it's keeping me purposeful, and and I love 
the fact that I am I don't have to think too hard about what I I'm doing because it's coming from deep inside of right me. and and it makes it a lot easier so the the challenges are, are physically where the body can cope with it <laughs> sure um, but meeting different people uh, I still haven't been able to learn any of the languages, which is saddens me. I wish, I really wish that I'd been able to speak one or even one other language better than I speak English. But um, I, I'm able to communicate and they, they don't seem to mind. I can't speak their language. <laughs> as long as we're singing gospel, they're happy. Right, yeah. right. So yeah, I'm get, getting around quite a lot and... Uh, like I said, I've got uh, nine grandchildren, so they're... Nine? Yeah, you, they're, you beat me by one. One. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think that is it for now, from what my right. my youngsters are saying. They've had enough. So what <laughs> a, Yeah, what a, what a joy, though. What a joy. It is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. And I hope somebody will look at your diary and say, don't work this man too hard. Yeah. We, we need him for the next 20 years to do 20 this kind years, of stuff. Oh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, please, God. But uh, I, I try to keep physically fit and well. I, yeah. I love going to the gym and right. keep keep things sticking over that way. Brilliant. It helps me to to think through things and clear yeah. the mind. Yeah. So yeah, it's a mental thing as well as physical. Yeah. Basil, thank you. It's been a joy yeah. to talk to you. John, we can go on for, I mean, I can continue <laughs> talking forever. I've discovered things about you that I never knew and, and a little bit of understanding about your background and mm. the, some of the struggles that you've had and, and you know, some of the amazing achievements that the choir have, have achieved through you. So thank you very much for sharing those with us today. Well, thank you for inviting me, Dan. I, I love the experience and always great, wonderful to see you. Bless, Bless you, you. Bless you. Bless you. That's all we got time for on The Profile today. If you'd like to hear more great interviews with leading Christians, you can download The Profile podcast. Simply visit premierchristianradio.com slash theprofile for more information. Thanks for listening to the show today. Coming up next is Premier Playback. We'll see you next week. Piece of newspaper at my feet We go blowing down the street Got our stories, old and new. Need someone to tell them to. We don't have to be eye to eye. I'm not asking for miracles. Lord, save me. And I don't need another heart to have.